On today's podcast, we are talking about phytic acid and other anti-nutrients. We're giving you some information to understand what these definitions mean, what minerals we could be depleted from when we are not properly preparing these foods, and give you some tips on how to prepare foods so that you can get the most benefit without having to avoid these very, very healthy nutrient-dense foods. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is been Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Monday, Monday. Is this the Monday after time change? Mm-hmm. I think so. Pray for us. I think this is the last time This chase. is the one, though, where our kids sleep in later, right? Spring forward. Yeah. The other one was when the kids wake up earlier. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't really matter because my son will be awake <laughs> at 5 a.m. no matter what. And I don't know if I've showed you this. I don't know. I don't think I posted it on Instagram. My husband got him this very cool light up toy gun that also sings very loudly. <laughs> so at 5.11 in the morning the other day, he's dancing in the kitchen with his gun like ready to have a dance party and that's his now like toy for us and then also we dance to miss new booty <laughs> i love that every song night. um so i don't know if i ever told this so when like years ago when we were in our old house carson had this little walker toy mm-hmm. that was a batman walker but it also had music and sound that went to it and because Carson drooled so much, I think it like shorted out stuff. And so it would just go off at random times. And I remember at like 2 a.m., this thing started going off. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. And like, it would not stop. And so I get up and go downstairs and I'm like trying my damnedest to get this thing off. And I could not get it off. And so I go upstairs and I wake up Nick and I'm like, can you please go fix that? And he comes upstairs like three minutes later and he goes, Never send a girl to do a man's job. And I was like, it is 2 a.m. You are risking me punching you in the face right now with that combat. So what did he do? I don't know. He fixed it. My husband, I will say, I love, Nick is very handy. Like he will figure stuff out. He will YouTube stuff. He will take on much larger projects than he should. Like when he tried to fix our TV the other weekend. Oh no. So our TV stopped working like a month ago. And we bought a new TV, but he decided that he was going to try and fix the TV. Of course, so that he could have an extra TV. Yes, because it's our biggest TV. And so the sound still worked, but the screen, the, the picture had stopped working. So he spent like, I don't know, a hundred bucks on Amazon and bought some parts to fix it. Spent like five hours on a Saturday upstairs fixing the TV. Does it work? Got it to work. He went to move it and cracked the entire screen. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> he, he spent so long and like so much effort and i'm sitting in the bedroom folding laundry and i hear him he goes no no fuck no <laughs> and so i just sit there and wait until he calmed down enough to come talk to me about it. <laughs> oh my god but yeah he's very handy like he'll figure stuff out and he loves doing stuff like that i i love it and hate it because it takes like he will consume so much time doing things that are yeah. so unnecessary in my opinion but anyways it's fine because sometimes like i'll be doing something and i'll do it the exact way that it's supposed to be done and it won't work and then i'll have art come and he like looks at it like god and all of a sudden it works and he's like did you i'm like i did, did you google he, I, it liz <laughs> 
I did exactly what you just did and it did not work. Mm? The other day we were at soccer and I was trying to take a video of Marcus and my phone just like wouldn't take videos. So my first mind, you know, my first thought goes, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm making my videos for, you know, Instagram and stuff. And then he's like, you had an update that like you need on here for like probably a long time. I'm like, okay, (laughs) whatever. There's so many things that Nick's like, why don't you just go and do it? And I'm like, because then I won't need you. And then what are you going to (laughs) do? Oh, what would they do without us? Oh my gosh. All right, guys. So we are diving into a topic today around phytic acid and anti-nutrients. Um, you know, we're talking today about some different ways that you can break some of these things down in terms of various plant-based foods that have these protective mechanisms against other things, other bugs and so forth. Uh, And we want to share this with you because there's a lot of things that you could be benefiting from if you were to soak, sprout, mill, um, or just cook these things a little bit differently. So that's what we're diving into today. Um, Nutrients are substances that nourish our body, right? Plants have the same. Animals have the same. Like they need these things as well. But anti-nutrients earn their title because they will block absorption of certain vitamins and minerals and other nutrients. So these are naturally found in various animal products, many plant-based products, um, and there's different compounds, again, that are designed to protect from bacterial infections and being eaten by other bugs and insects. So just like we would not allow someone to come and gnaw on us and eat us, right? Uh, These are different defense mechanisms. And so we're going to talk about some of the common classifications of these, but specifically today, we're just going to dive into um, phytic acid. So give you kind of a a rundown here and you can apply the tips that we're going to give you today to all of these uh, types of anti-nutrients in terms of the categories and the classes. So if you are somebody who struggles with thyroid dysfunction, you may have been told or read that you should not eat goitrogens, which are cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, and kale, very rough vegetables as they can prevent the absorption of iodine, which can interfere with thyroid function and cause goiters. However, there are a lot of things that you can do to still incorporate these foods into your diet and prevent that, okay? Um, The second class here is lectins in legumes, beans, peanuts, soybeans, whole grains. Those can interfere with calcium absorption, iron absorption, phosphorus, and zinc. We have oxalates, certain leafy green um, vegetables, tea, beans, nuts, and beets. These can bind to calcium and prevent it from being absorbed. And then we have phytic acid, which is various plant foods, legumes, some nuts, seeds, whole grains. And these phytic acid, um, you know, nutrients can decrease the absorption of iron, zinc, magnesium, and calcium. Then we have tannins and tea, coffee, and legumes that can decrease iron absorption. And sopins, sapomenins. Saponins. Saponins in legumes, whole grains that can interfere with just normal nutrient absorption. So before we begin, this is not a podcast to tell you not to eat these things. No, not at all. And also like understand too that the amount of nutrient loss that occurs is not totally known. Like Mm -hmm. it is very hard to measure in a human being the amount of nutrient loss that happens because they eat legumes or because they eat grains. And the effects obviously vary person to person based on their metabolism and how the food is cooked and prepared, which is mainly what we're going to talk about today. Um, so many anti-nutrients like phytates, lectins, glucosinolates can be removed or deactivated by forms like soaking, sprouting, or boiling the food before eating. Um, so 
People who are at kind of a high risk for diseases related to mineral deficiencies, things that we think of osteoporosis, calcium deficiency, anemia, iron and iron deficiency mm-hmm. anemia, you might want to wish to monitor things a little bit closer in terms of anti-nutrient content because unfortunately your situation just puts your body at a little bit of a deficit to begin with. Um, so obviously you can also alter the timing of eating foods with anti-nutrients. Uh, so for example, if you want to drink tea, obviously we talked about tannins, um, is in a very common one in tea. You could drink the tea away from food. We do this a lot of times with certain supplements. There are certain supplements like binders that should, many of the binders, cell cores are great, but many binders cannot be taken with food or with other um, supplements because those binders will bind to those foods, nutrients or supplements and not allow the body to absorb them. Kind of similar in terms of this case. Um, so, you know, if, or, or you're taking a calcium supplement or you're taking your, you know, supplements in the morning or in the evening, don't have the tea around that time, mm-hmm. right? So there's ways to kind of get around this. And we are going to talk about a lot of those. Um, so there were some studies too that we want to mention, um, specifically done on vegetarians who eat diets high in plant foods containing anti-nutrients, because as we just mentioned, a lot of these are plant-based protein sources. So things like legumes, things like whole grains, stuff like that. Um, and they do not generally show deficiencies in iron and zinc. So the body may be adapting to, to the presence of anti-nutrients, which again, I would not be surprised. Our bodies are adaptable creatures. That's what they do um, for good and for bad. And so it's very possible that your body might start to adapt to these things, especially if you think about people that live in cultures where these are the main food sources, um, your, you know, your body will likely adapt to those things so that you are able to you know, absorb certain nutrients right. from food, even with these present. Well, and then I would have to imagine that if you are a vegetarian or plant-based, you're consuming large amounts of these things compared to someone who is consuming a moderate amount because they are eating animal-based protein sources. Um, there have been some studies that show in you know comparison to someone who eats a plant-based diet and someone who does not, that the iron stores and blood zinc levels in vegan or vegetarians are lower than those that are eating a plant-based or excuse me, are eating a animal-based diet. So again, I think there's a lot of factors to consider here, right? Like how much uh, one is eating of these particular things. But our goal today is just to help you guys understand that you can cook things and consume these things in different ways so that you get the most out of your food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some benefits that we want to talk about before we kind of talk about ways that you can, you know, prepare these things. For example, with phytate specifically, they have been found to lower cholesterol, slow down digestion, and prevent sharp rises in blood sugar. What do all of these foods have in common? They have fiber in them, right? Mm-hmm. When we think of beans, legumes, um, you know, lots of different uh, vegetable sources, there's fiber there that's going to support stable blood sugar levels. And then there's also a lot of other micronutrients, including antioxidants that have anti-cancer properties. So again, we are not saying to avoid these things, you know, entirely. We just want you to be able to prepare your foods in a way that helps you get the most benefits. So there are some studies that show for many people, phytic acid in whole grains block calcium, zinc, magnesium, iron, and copper. This is something that I've talked about a couple of different times on Instagram in regards to the benefit of soaking and sprouting your oats in terms of overnight oats, because that will reduce the phytic acid levels, allowing you to absorb all of those nutrients, calcium, zinc, magnesium, iron, and copper. So we want that, um, you know, in our diet, we want to be nourished in terms of all of these various, uh, vitamins and minerals. So 
this is just one thing for you guys to kind of take away today. If you're eating oatmeal a lot, maybe consider soaking and sprouting it. Um, you know, again, doing overnight oats, same thing with beans, and then you could pressure cook beans. That would be a, another good thing as well. Yep. And if you are consuming canned beans, always rinse them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, preservative kind of substance that ends up soaking the beans. And so do not just like pour a can of beans into a pot to cook them. Definitely soak them, rinse all of them off. That can also reduce. Um, And it also helps with breakdown. So if you struggle with digestive stress and you deal with bloating, you deal with food sensitivities, you want to consume food in as close to a broken down form as possible to assist your body. And so for those types of people, a lot of these things I would recommend doing anyways um, with these mm-hmm. types of foods. So like Liz was saying, phytates in particular too can also be very beneficial. Um, they have very antioxidant properties. Some believe that even have the ability to fight like heart disease and cancers. Um, researchers believe that phytic acid can be used therapeutically in the treatment for colon cancer. Again, fiber is very healthy for the digestive tract. That's why we are meant to consume large amounts of fiber. Believe it or not, our ancestors consumed somewhere north of like 50 to 60 plus grams of fiber a day. Um, I would say the average, I should look up the average amount of fiber. I read a stat. I think it might be like probably less than 20 grams a day. I was going to say, I feel like I read a stat recently that was somewhere in the ballpark of like 15 to 17 grams was like an average, but I could totally be thrown off. 15 grams a day. You guys, that is pathetic. We need to do better, America. Mm -hmm. We need to do better. The American Heart Association eating plan suggests eating a variety of food fiber sources. Total dietary fiber intake should be 25 to 30 grams from food, not supplements. Even the American Heart Association says from food, not supplements. And what we would add on here is painted on fortified fibers are not the same in terms of how your body recognizes them and utilizes them. I had somebody tell me like, oh, I just need to eat like two or three bowls of this cereal that she has. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot of carbohydrates. That's (laughs) a lot of cereal. cereal. (laughs) Um, But also you're probably needing to eat so much of it to get your bowels moving because it's not natural, you know, fiber. So what we want to do is get things from, you know, get fiber from sources like apples, pears, beans, legumes, fruits, vegetables, you know, people demonize, like all of a sudden fruits become bad now. It's like, come on, you know, carrots even, uh, too, too many carbs, too many sugars. Okay. Well, there's a lot of other things that we could demonize first, but after this podcast, I'm about to go slam half a bag of baby carrots. Yeah. That's my snack today. I've got snap peas with hummus. I've got some hummus too. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> some other benefits though, like, so phytic acid actually is therapeutically used to remove uranium from the body. Um, it has been shown to be assisting to detoxification of the body. But again, if it has those capabilities with bad things, it also has those capabilities with good things. And that's obviously what we want to address. So what foods are high in phytic acid? Like we keep talking about phytic acid, what foods are high? All plant-based foods that contain varying amounts of phytic acid accumulate in seeds and bran portion of plants as they ripen. Okay. So makes up about 50 to 85% of phosphorus in plants and is the prime source of phosphorus in legumes, oils, seeds, nuts, and grains. So for humans and animals with, you know, we have one stomach. Some animals have two stomachs, Mm -hmm. I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Don't cows have two stomachs? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. This world is crazy, guys. The tightly bound phosphorus minerals are not bioavailable. So 
once ingested, the phytic acid forms insoluble compounds with minerals, proteins, enzymes, and starches, and that impairs the absorption of proteins and minerals like we've talked about, the zinc, the iron, the calcium, the magnesium. Yeah. So why is this important just from like a day-to-day standpoint? Um, You know, when we look at clients coming in, we look at 320 symptoms. Sometimes we do a hair and mineral analysis time, you know, we're looking at their digestive capacity, you know, what are the symptoms, but also even sometimes with their, their GI map test. Okay. So we pair all these things together and we ask the question, why? And then we ask why about a hundred more times, you know, when did all of this start and why? Because when we look at the deficiencies in various vitamins and minerals, they do cross over with other things in terms of, you know, gut dysbiosis, gut insufficiency, right? Thyroid issues, uh, all, all different types of um, things in terms of disease. Because when I list this, you guys are going to be like, okay, well, yeah, but I thought that was a thyroid issue or I thought that was this, you know, blood sugar issue. And it definitely can be. But minerals are the spark plugs to our body and they play a lot of different roles. They act as cofactors to things. So we need them and we need them in good amounts. For example, with zinc, if someone is low in zinc, they're not creating the proper amounts of stomach acid. We need zinc B1 and B6 actually to create stomach acid. Um, So anyways, I digress here. Deficiencies in certain minerals can cause problems, including fatigue, anemias, B12 anemia, as well as iron anemia, weakness, memory or concentration problems, brain fog, forgetfulness, things like that. Hair loss. This is a really common one that we see when we get somebody, you know, coming in and we improve their digestive abilities we improve their diet, all of a sudden baby hairs are growing back. One of our clients who's um, just out of chemo messaged me yesterday that our hair is coming in like crazy, which is awesome. Loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, low bone mass. We already talked on you know osteoporosis and reduced immune function. So how can you prepare these things in a way that offset the phytic acid content and helps you absorb nutrients? Milling and soaking uh, would be one of the ways. So milling is the process of grinding cereal grains into flours. This removes the husk and the bran and the protective outer layers of grains like wheat and rice that contain high amounts of phytic acid. Milling also increases protein and mineral digestibility and reduces that phytic acid content uh, of cereal grains. Okay. So that would be one way. And I think that, you know, you have in grocery stores, various flowers and things like that. Um, I would use um, the oats. I would just, I would put them in a food processor. Yep. Oat flour. I did that all the time for Taylor. And then I would do it too, because I actually like the consistency a little bit better. Cause when you buy really good gluten-free oats, mm-hmm. they don't get soft, like, right. you know, normal store-bought. Yeah. So kind of like a grits almost. Yeah. 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 Um, and so the other thing that you can do is soaking. Um, I love if you're going to buy beans and legumes, soaking your beans, I typically do it overnight and then I boil it on the stove for probably an hour or something like that. However, there are companies out there that, um, thrive actually has a couple of, uh, products now that they have already soaked and sprouted and pressure cooked the beans before they can them, wow. which is nice. It's convenient, but it's, you know, obviously more expensive. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing, you know, black beans and stuff like that, I'll just buy the bag cause it's cheaper. Soak it overnight. Um, that soaks and sprouts it. And then I boil it or pressure cook it with a little bit of onion, some spices and stuff, and it makes the best black beans. So that would be one way, um, just because that improves the mineral bioavailability and reduces the phytate levels. Yep. You can also ferment things. So fermentation is a common food processing technique and it preserves food. It improves food safety. It increases nutritional value. Um, fermentation leads to the production of something called lactic acid. Everyone knows of lactic acid buildup with workouts 
kind of a little bit different in this case in terms of the purpose. Um, and it increases the activity of phytase by lowering the pH. So phytic acid is stable at a neutral pH of six to seven. When the pH becomes acidic, phytase can break the bonds between the phytic acid and minerals. So that it allows essentially the absorption better to happen in the small intestine. So lactic acid bacteria can reduce phytic acid and pseudocereals like amaranth and quinoa and quinoa. And interestingly, fermenting cereals in flour form results in higher degradation of phytic acid than fermenting them in grain form. So the fermentation of raw cereal flours increases the mineral accessibility, essentially, of those iron, zinc, calcium. And fermentation of heat-treated grains also increases the availability of minerals, um, but kind of to a lesser extent. So essentially, heat treatment deactivates this phytase in plants. So fermentation is a little bit trickier, obviously, Mm -hmm. than soaking and yeah. sprouting. I just keep it simple. Yes. Soak, sprout, pressure cook, do those things, you know, um, that you c- wouldn't maybe normally do because it's easy. There's also uh, another way that you can do this here in terms of germination, um, which is uh, what you would do when a seed grows into a seedling. So you can germinate beans, seeds, nuts, grains, soaking them in water until they grow sprouts, um, which is another common method. Um, so that would be another way. I think, you know, just keeping it um, to the point today for you guys, soaking, sprouting, pressure cooking, those types of things, you know, fermentation if you wanted to uh, in some ways. But this is important because we as humans cannot digest phytate in the gut. And because of its high capacity to bind with other essential nutrients in the diet and in the body, this is classified as an anti-nutrient. So some people, we do get common questions about, well, I heard this was bad or this was bad or, you know, mm-hmm. like the goitrogens and thyroid, for example. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do. And I think you have to take a step back and look at the 10,000 foot view picture. And anyone who is demonizing kale, beans, broccoli, spinach, you know, you know these one ingredient whole foods, um, I think you really have to understand that every person is bio-individual. Not everyone is going to tolerate some of these things, you know, as well as maybe another person. But if you're cooking them in different ways, we've talked about this too, just in terms of like your various vegetables, you could, you know, saute them up and cook them. They're a lot easier to break down, digest and absorb them because that process has already been started with cooking, whether it's steaming or roasting or, you know, just sauteing. So we want you guys to have a diverse diet. We want you to get the most benefit and value out of your diet. So let us know if you try this. Um, and I'll just give another shout out to Thrive. We were talking about it right before we started recording. Their overnight oat mixes are phenomenal, super, super easy, very cost effective. Otherwise, overnight oats in general are just easy. Black I love overnight oats. Yeah. I usually do like a, four, a third of a cup of oats, third of a cup of vanilla Greek yogurt, blueberries, cinnamon, some protein powder, and a little bit of milk. Stir that shit up. Yummy. It is so yummy. I could eat that stuff by the tub. I used to, that used to be my post-workout, like after open workouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I like really did not know what I was doing with nutrition when I first got into nutrition. Let's just give my body some dairy and hard to digest fiber after I work out really hard. It's a good idea. I remember that at CrossFit when you would like microwave it up and then you just like spoonfuls. Yes. I I don't do the dairy in my oats. I do just like the overnight oat mix and then I do like a protein powder. I also used to tell people never to eat beans because they had anti-nutrients. Mm. I just, you guys, if I worked with you in the past, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're like, talking like 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. God. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that is something that 
I was listening to a podcast the other day and they made such a great point. They were like, when you are just getting started, you're almost arrogant. Like, because you just don't know all these things. So you think you know everything. And then the more and more you get into fields, the more you realize you don't know. And that's when, you know, but experience with experience comes knowledge and confidence and stuff. But absolutely. That is how everything works. Like when I first started nutrition, I was like, I know everything. I can help anyone. And now I'm like, should I even be doing this? I feel like like I know nothing. There's so much information. <laughs> well, no, because you just you dive deeper into you know the research and the science and yeah, um, it's funny because I think back to the challenges you know that we used to do and they definitely were beneficial and valuable mm-hmm. and we helped a lot of people in that time frame, but our protocols would definitely they're much more robust oh, yeah. now um, and much more methodical. Methodological. That's a big methodological. Word. <laughs> yes. Listen, big words are hard. Okay. It is well, hard. we are also podcasting when we are hangry, and uh, you know it, it's okay. It's so, but uh, we hope that you guys you know enjoyed this. If you have enjoyed it, if you learned something new today, let us know. Rate, review, share the show, subscribe, share it with a friend who maybe thinks that they shouldn't be eating certain vegetables or beans or oats or legumes because somebody on the interwebs told them that it was bad for them. Mm-hmm. Like Becca Chelsinkowski 10 years like ago. Me 10 years ago. <laughs> Please don't find videos of me. They exist. Please yes. don't go find them. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday.